0: Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Uh, we're glad that you've decided to join us today. I'm Jonathan. Got my buddy Stephen here. So how you? How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I'm telling you what the years are clipping along. I mean, uh, we're we're just you know weeks away from my son graduating oh, from high school my so goodness. everything has been very deja vu this year because you know last year Haley graduated and she's in yes, college now yes and then you know they're only 15 months apart so this year ethan's got gra- i felt like every single moment of his senior year was didn't we just do this like because <laughs> we're doing all the same stuff all the oh, senior stuff all the getting ready for college oh. stuff all that i'm just going where is the time going? And then I, all I got to do is blink two more times, and Megan will be out of high school. Oh, so God. I'm if entering. I want to talk to you about where he's going and all that stuff after uh, we get off here. I'm entering a whole new phase of life, and uh, you're going to have to coach me through it. <laughs> so, so
1: well, I get up this morning. Yeah, I want to hear. I get up this morning. I don't know. Some people know this about me, but, but I, I feel like. God speaks to me okay just with thoughts I mean I don't hear a voice or anything you know he and I don't sit around drink coffee but it's like I will flood with these thoughts and I'll run to my whiteboard and I'll write them as fast as I can it's the middle of the night then I'll go back to bed because if I don't write them down they're gone in the morning I can't remember what they were so I get up this morning. It was about five o'clock, and I just start writing these thoughts down. I thought, I guess this is the podcast, because what am I supposed to do with all these thoughts?
0: So we're gonna find out if they make any sense we're now, right? Find out.
1: That's exactly <laughs> right. That's perfect. And I appreciate the faith you have in me, because he's like turning me loose, saying, "Go." That's right. Just turn know?
0: on the microphones, and here and we so go.
1: So I, I, I don't know if I don't know how. I think everybody has a way they hear from God. Mm-hmm. You know, something happens or you just sense his presence or you're in worship. And
0: and so I think, how do you think, how do you hear from God? I think it's a combination. A lot of times it's this combination between wherever he's been taking me in the word yeah, and then uh, some other other people that I have in my oh, life sure. that are brothers of accountability and things like that, that... And then, of course, I just believe sometimes in my times of prayer, he's just leading me mm. to certain places. But for me, it's always it's always come as like several things converging for a while. I mean, there's been times mm-hmm. where I feel like I've heard a pretty profound you know, whisper, like a very specific thing that he wants to say to me. But then it seems like a lot of it happens more in terms of like, you know what, for the last three weeks... This particular theme, just this drum beat, getting oh, louder and louder and louder. You know, that's good,
1: so that's good. So my verse is setting captives free, mm. right? And that's my prayers. I could do things to help people that are stuck get unstuck, right? So here they are. Okay, But I what I got this morning, hot off the press, <clears throat> and really, it's just a collection of things that I'm pulling together that I've heard. They're not some new, brand new insight. It just seems to be a flow of things that I'm supposed to speak. So here goes. Mm -hmm. Um, What you do makes sense to you. Mm. Whenever you see someone, you should think this thought, I wonder how it makes sense to you to do that. Whether you're talking too much, or not talking at all, right? Or we talked about being negative, right? Some people. Or somebody so spiritual, everything's spiritual. It's like, I'm not sure why you do that, but it makes sense to you to do that. Mm-hmm. Because we're very patterned people, right? Yeah, um, People like our radio shows. Because is- you talk like you and I talk like me, and there's some comfort in that. They don't want us to be somebody else. Right. They keep wanting to kind of develop with us. Yeah. Go ahead where we you know going? one
0: of the things that I think is interesting about that thought is uh is when it comes to addiction yes right yes. is is and that's the hard thing we i know for years I've talked to to wives or to mm-hmm. uh you know friends of people who have got you know a full blown sexual addiction, and so many times you know we know that addiction by its very nature is just Irrational it doesn't it, it doesn't help a person's life it doesn't bring va- you know it doesn't uh, enhance their life. So there's a lot of irrationality in the sense of the, damage of, of the effects negative. of yeah. addiction yeah. and a lot of times what the loved one will do is they're trying to, they're bringing this totally rational grid yeah. and trying to figure out addiction. What I like about what you're saying here is okay, my rational grid can't explain why they're doing what they're doing. But you know what? Somehow, in their own head, that's right. it's making sense that's to exactly them. That's exactly
1: right. You're spot on. And if you could map their life out in the whole story, the ending would fit the middle or the beginning or somewhere because yeah. it doesn't make sense to you. But it, it it's so much easier to approach life that way. You're doing this because you need to do this. And you, if you lie, you're lying because you need to lie. I don't get it, but you need to lie for some reason or steal or cheat, or whatever, any, any, whatever it is. Then it takes the pressure off me going, well, stop it or don't. or If you start with a kind of a curious Mm -hmm. position, I think it's the greatest position to start from because it's a piece of information that fits with a bunch of other pieces
0: of information. If you want to know me, you can know me. I think what's important also about understanding that particular statement is This is not bringing a moral framework into it. That's right. Right? Listen, Uh -uh. what what may make sense to you is it's diabolical, it's damaging, it's sinful, right? Mm -hmm. But what I hear you saying is in order to be able to maybe connect with that person, can I pause for a minute and say, even though it is totally outside the scope of my moral framework or my rational thinking or my experience, what you're doing— somehow makes sense in your mind. That's right. So I think it builds a bridge to where I'm not I'm not judging you, I'm not trying to fix you. I'm just saying in my own head I'm saying something in your mind is making sense of all these things that you're doing. Right? right.
1: Yes. Yes, and the point is it makes us restful instead of angry. Mm. I have to make you stop that or I have to try to understand you and figure out How come? How come this fits? How come you repeat the same pattern? How come you get to the same place every time? Mm -hmm. You know, there there's something to this. So then Eldred said this line. He said, "There is a way things work." I love that line because that's true of God and that's true of you. It's true of me. Yeah, it's true of you know. It's the way God designed nature. There's a way that things work. Mm-hmm. And so I love that because those two go together, right? Yeah, because way.
0: because the thing is, is the, take the addict again, right? Somebody that's in an addiction, um, what may make sense in their mind is not the way things work, right? So, the, so the thing is, right?
1: In a healthy way, things. work.
0: What I mean is, like, okay, what they're continuing to do in their addiction, in a very real sense, is killing them, right? And so it, they're actually going against the way things work. That's right. But it yep. makes sense in their mind. Yep,
1: that's right. So, that's know? exactly right, and that's how you can put them together, right? Yeah. But there is a, you know, if if there's a God and He created and there's order, there is a way that things work. Yeah. And when you're reading them the right way, you have peace, and rest, and, and
0: And here, the way I think you can put those two together is is that's what brings peace to me right in the sense that if I'm dealing with somebody who's an addict or dealing with somebody who's totally out of control or just very or or just fundamentally different from me if I recognize whatever however they're living it makes sense in their mind Mm -hmm. but at the same time there is fundamentally because we have a god of order a way things work you know what I can have total peace in my being no matter how out of control your life may be and it doesn't mean that I got to walk away from you. It doesn't need. Right. To, it doesn't mean I need to be afraid of you. Or it, fix you or do anything. Exactly. It just means I can walk alongside, and I don't have to. I also don't have to own. No, that's right. And be responsible yeah. for your decisions. That's
1: right. So my third point is fear drives most of our bad behaviors. Hmm. We don't understand fear very well, but it drives yeah. most of us. Right, when we're scared, when that's a good point when, when we're angry it's because we're we're disappointed, and it's not working right. I'm not getting what I want. I'm afraid it's not going to work right. Most people don't realize that fear seems to be driving most of everything, mm. whether greed or lust or whatever it is you know if if we're
0: walking in fear, we're going to see bad outcomes, yeah, it makes me think now of like the, the most recent uh, epidemic of fear, which is what they call FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh, okay. And they said it's been kind of a uh, a result of just the whole social media cr- uh, you yeah. know, frenzy, yep. where everybody sees everybody else's lives just so, at least the parts they're willing to put on social media, is so exciting oh. and so doing this and all that. And it creates this sense of fear. I'm missing out if I don't go do this. And like you so, said, fear. So there
1: is a way things work. I wonder why you're doing it because it makes sense to you. And if you realize fear is the fuel of most of the odd behaviors, right? I'm afraid to speak, so I won't speak. Mm -hmm. I never stop talking because I want to make sure you know I'm here, (laughs) right? Or whatever it is, ask yourself, I wonder if fear's driving that. Mm, That's good. Because fear drives most bad behavior. Yeah so my fourth point and and you'll have to put them together yourself because i'm not sure how well they perfectly
0: weave together but i feel like they're all parts of a puzzle exactly they might not be one-to-one you know that's it
1: and we don't practice sadness very well mm -hmm. we all need to do a better job of grieving yeah being sad because we're there's i mean there's grief everywhere there's sadness everywhere and if we try to live above it never be sad, or when you bring sadness, can I join you in your sadness, and can we practice oneness over the sadness?
0: I, it might, And I'm, this may fit with that one, too, because as soon as you, you said that, I thought, you know, another thing, even as Christians, that we don't do too well, at least not in the, the Western world, is we don't practice, we don't know how to suffer well. And I think those two kind yes, of go go absolutely. together: sadness and suffering. Yes, um, because we've been conditioned to think all pain is bad, all hurt, you know, all struggle is negative, instead of realizing maybe there's something. There's a value to grief with with sadness. Absolutely. There's a value to perseverance when you're suffering, yes. you know. But yes. we don't we don't like that. <laughs> we don't do that well, well. And in
1: the Jewish culture, they say something like, "I'm not going to get exactly right, but." But we are here to exercise the 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 discipline of waiting. Mm. Our mission is to practice the discipline of waiting mm. for the Messiah. He didn't come. That's right, he didn't come here. But we're going to wait today. We're going to wait today. We're going to that. You know, there's they struggle, but but that's their mission is mm-hmm. to practice waiting very well. Okay, I don't know how we got off, but but the whole idea of fear drives things and we don't practice sadness we want to be happy Want to run away want to feel good so get some chemicals and smoke something take some do something because i don't want to be sad it's like no just be sad it's just fine it's part of how things work um so i've been trying to build an emotional model and figure out how can we build a model of how things work and help people understand themselves and see the patterns that make sense It is so difficult, because when I'm I'm talking to you about the model that I'm putting together, you're going to use a label that somebody gave you, and you're going to bring your label and try to use that. Then you're going to have an idea that you read from a different author's book, and you're going to bring his idea over here. Then you're going to have a thought that a friend told you. Then you're going to bring that, and it's like we're cobbling together. You heard a podcast, and they said something. It's a how does life work and how can we understand ourselves and can we really know ourselves? You know, you can't understand emotions. People's emotions are crazy. They're out of control. emotion emotion. No, we, we serve the God of order. Even our emotions make sense. Mm-hmm. But it's so difficult because everybody has a piece of training from here and a piece of label from there and a part of it, and we're trying to cram them into one, right? It's hard to talk about emotions because everybody's showing up with a different bag of labels, yeah. titles, insights.
0: And that's why I think it's important that we remember that uh, the whole the whole journey of life is about a growth mission, right? Yes. Because I think sometimes, you know, you're talking about kind of culling from all these different places. What tends to happen? Somebody creates a model, right? Somebody right. Somebody puts something together. And then you have you know, a certain amount of people that just flock to it and eat it up. And it's like, this is great, but you know what? There's always people that won't like, I'll give you an example.
1: Or that model won't fit everything either. Yeah.
0: So I may be the only guy on the planet. I don't think I am because I've talked to many men who share my, my sentiment. Um, Love John Eldridge to death. Wild at heart did not connect with me at all. Mm. And you know what I've found? There's a lot of men that Wild at Heart did not connect with. Hmm. You know why? Because he created this model that sort of made it seem. Now I don't believe this is actually what John's intent was, but sort of made it seem like um, a real man has to like be bare-chested in the woods and like killing a bear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not me. So the idea of kind of this model or this idea of like, man, what is it? What is in the heart of every man? Well, it's like what in my heart? Mm. You know what I mean? So there were certain things that, but guess what? Throngs of guys did go to that. And so what? What I guess I'm saying is, if we remember we're on a growth mission, we recognize it's not about saying this model's right, this model's wrong. It's like how can we continue to grow and realize the complexity of our emotional system as a human Mm -hmm. being, right? you
1: have to have a model that makes sense to you and works for you, right? You do do need things to
0: help you understand that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. And the the model would be, uh, do you practice rest? Do you Mm -hmm. find peace and joy? I mean, the important piece is what the Bible tells us our life is supposed to look like, right? How do you practice things that have that outcome? And what do you Mm -hmm. do? And in my model, how do you manage your fears, and do you do good grieving when the sadness comes, right? And are you using good emotional language and awareness? Are you practicing oneness, right? That's the whole point is I'm trying to build a model and help people understand it. But my point is it's complicated because there's it's so many complicated, models and they're yes. all trying to cobble together all these pieces. That's, and it's just the point, okay? If these don't go any further than just make a point, okay, that was it. So my next thought is, We'll even borrow from our spiritual system when we don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. But you know the devil, you know the devil's doing that, don't you? Right. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm tired. I, I don't want to do it. Well, you know the devil. It's like, okay, the devil is like a lion roaring about trying to devour people, right? Well, the devil's in one place. He's one being, and he's trying to destroy you, okay? But, but people will say, every thought in your head, See in my language, every fear is the devil. It's like no, it's a fear, it's the devil. It's like so we'll go to a spiritual right. camp and get their words and we'll bring them over
0: here. And, but the but and to me, it's like lame. You know, yeah, you. Can, that, oh, I guess what I hear you saying is, you you can't take one model or one piece and make it fit every situation right well, that's
1: what we want to do spiritually we want to say sure. everything is was like why do you give us a body why do we have emotion why is he yeah. emotional he got angry right yeah he grieved he's emotional we're emotional we have bodies then why would what why you know some people and i contend they're lost they don't know what to say i would say fear they go the devil the devil it's the yeah. devil your thoughts are the devil. And I think to myself, no, there's a story in your past that made you scared and your fears coming up. Why are you attributing that to the devil? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I do believe there's a devil and he wants to devour you. Absolutely. But I don't think he shows up every thought, every, he's sitting around, he's in your brain, he's tweaking your brain and making things happen. I don't think that. Yeah. I think fears happen and stories happen and we carry a body that remembers. Mhm. So anyway that's part of my model. So can you understand emotions? Yes, you got to understand yours, right? But then you get married and what happens? She has an emotional system. That's nothing like yours. You <laughs> <she> have an, <laughs> an emotional system. Now, the problem we had earlier, she has language from books that she read. Right. her parents talked a certain way. And she's got <laughs> and a different she, story, right? Her, <sighs> different story. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out, how do these two emotional systems work together because the call is to oneness? Mm-hmm. And he's so wise, he goes, I'll give you a lifetime to work on it, okay? <laughs> it's not gonna be easy but try to get your models to work together so that you can arrive at peace and rest and joy and contentment and and worship and all the good things we're supposed to be about. So here's the dilemma. We cobbled our own emotional systems together when we were children and we're running them in emotionally, I'm sorry, we're running them in adult bodies. Mm-hmm. Do you understand if you set up your program when you were eight or nine or ten and now you're 30 or 38 and you're still doing the same stuff as that you set up an eight, it's going to be a problem.
0: Yeah. And that's what we see a lot at the workshops, right, is is guys that got stunted along the way um, because it was what worked for survival and coping at eight, nine, ten years old. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, hey, this worked. so. Why, why, why change it? Right? That's right. Yeah.
1: I don't talk. If you don't talk, you don't get in trouble at home. But then you get married and you don't talk. Yeah. You're going to have problems, mm-hmm. right? Because that, that model you set up as survival and coping as a child is not going to be a good mature adult model. Right. 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 Exactly. Or you were the funny boy in the, in the household growing up. You made everybody laugh. Ah, oh, everything was funny, and then you get married, and you you think you are think you're so cute, and you're funny, and she goes, "Knock it off! I All want right. the man to show up now to let the funny boy sit down and bring the man out." And mm-hmm. you go, "What are you talking about? I got another one joke for you. you. Got another one? What are you talking about? You're scaring me. Bring the mature, seasoned man now. Don't talk like that to me. What, you, right? That boy program is going to be a problem in adulthood." Mm-hmm. Even though it worked in our past really well. So so what we cobble together from fears uh, in childhood, it, it looks like survival in adulthood. Mm. Have you noticed many men are surviving right. in life? They're just running models that don't work and it looks like they're hanging on and surviving. And Even we talked in a program about negative talk. hmm that's their program, and they're trying to do it in their marriage, and they think it's going to have a good ending, a happy ending. And she's just getting tired of, of your old program. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking?
0: I'm thinking this is complicated. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, I think it is hard to to form a model around this. I do think. I, I mean, I. I I do think one of the reasons that we get stuck in our childhood models a lot of times is because of their simplicity. Right? Yes. Oh, so like like you good. were just mentioning, yes. like, okay, what have I learned as a child if I don't talk, I get in less trouble? Yes, that's right. It's simple. Yes. The problem is what I'm hearing you say is... Our the complexity of our emotional systems cannot continue to operate through such simplistic models
1: as we grow up, right? And we invite. If we're going to mature, right? If we're going to mature,
0: and so I think, again, I think part of this is okay. Just to release the shame off of everybody that's feeling like, oh my goodness, I am an eight-year-old emotionally, Mm. is just recognize, okay, that's that may be where you are right now. But it doesn't mean that there can't be growth there, right? It Absolutely. doesn't mean that you can't you can't no, sort of that's grow why up emotionally, we talk about this right? Stuff is for
1: hope. I hope every time you hear me talking, it's not about shame or blame or putting you in a box. It's if you can see. I have this premise that you want to live a better life. Right, that we all want to, to to be fully operational as God designed
0: us to be. Yeah, the abundant life that yeah, Jesus that's offers. Right.
1: Not the survival life that the kids started, Yeah, right? So sexual addiction makes sense if you see it as an escaping solution, mm-hmm. right? So how can you act like that? Well, if you see a broken system that's in such pain— and self-hatred and no rest and peace and then i get married and you tell me i'm immature and stupid and dumb and lazy and i torture me and you torture me and and i and i'm not successful at work or even if i am i can be so successful they use me up but there's still no rest so i can everything complicates the the whole idea that i'm struggling that i need relief relief release so that then i want to go to skip to a fantasy so
0: porn Mm Takes me away, which goes back to that statement what you do makes sense to you, yes, right. All of those pieces that come together when it comes to the idea that sexual addiction is used as an escape, you realize, oh, all of that history again in that person's mind, it then makes sense to them that they would go seek relief. And that's
1: a wonderful starting point to understand how.
0: What does that solution
1: say about you and what you need and your maturity level, right? And your ability to do hard things and, and to be kind to yourself and to love yourself. That's what these guys that come to Gateway Weekend don't know, mm-hmm. how to be kind, to love themselves, to be at peace. They don't know how to vent out their pain in a healthy way. Yeah. So they
0: escape. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I was thinking counseling's expensive, but it's cheap if someone can help you understand yourself yeah. you can you can go 30 or 40 years in pain or you can spend some money and get some understanding about yourself mhm so i mean i've i've always battled with i have to charge people and i'm not i'm not cheap and and and, and it but it's like but living in pain is not a great deal either yeah. you wanna live 30 or 40 years in pain that's no good
0: yeah i look and we you know we even have people that that give us that objection about the weekend the workshop weekend you know because mm-hmm. it's it's not uh, cheap but um i have never seen a person regret making an investment that improves their relationships i mean if you think themselves about it themselves and their, and their relationships, relationships. Right. The, cuz the idea here is and and in fact what, what what you would hear from people over time i know for me in my own life i realized over years of recovery and then working on my marriage and other relationships, I actually realized you know what? The you know what's the lowest cost that I've had to invest? Money. When you compare the cost of mm. sacrifice, humility, repentance, the uh, time of investing in what does it take to build character? Yeah, those costs are actually way higher than a few bucks. Keeping yourself torn the, the, up. And w- all that, the the way to? I, the way I put it is like, if you had the choice between giving money to uh, an organization or actually having to go serve with your time and your energy and your and your physical body and have, most people say oh, it's way easier to give money. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. So what I hear you saying is, you know what? In comparison to what the return could be and the Absolutely. things that get, it's it's way cheaper to give the money and say, "I want to do the work yeah. that's involved because I think when you do begin to understand your emotional system, the benefits oh, are far reaching
1: yes. and that's what I'm saying. Do you want to run a broken emotional system for fifty years, or do you want to spend a little money and get the model working right so mm-hmm. that, because there is a way that things work, yeah. We do serve a God of order. Emotions are knowable too, you know? And so will you have a coachable spirit? That's the question. Mm -hmm. Or will you be stubborn? Because that's it in life. Either you submit or you defy. You shake your fist at heaven and say, my way, or you say, sorry, brokenhearted, your way, Mm -hmm. right? Will you be coachable? Because God, when you pray for wisdom, I pray for wisdom every day. Pray for wisdom every day. He will show you things that are unbelievable mm. because you asked him to show them to you. And you were looking for him and he showed him to you. And you and you caught him because you asked for wisdom. So, So life is about one thing. This is my conclusion. It's about oneness. Why do we want to work on our emotions so we can be what he made us to be so we can worship him and walk with him? And we can walk with each other, our brothers, and we can walk with our wives and our children. And we can practice oneness everywhere we go.
0: Yeah. Well, Stephen, I'm glad you have these sort of like mind dumps every now and then, you know, that I'm glad you got a whiteboard in your room at home. And uh, so folks, we hope this has been beneficial to you as well, realizing that there's a lot of growth that we all can be going on in terms of understanding our emotional systems and and just the benefit that that has to our relationships with God, with others. Um, if If you're still trying to unpack and explore this more, please reach out to us. We want to help you along your journey. And uh, we're always grateful that you're with us. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Take care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.